0: Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at no Clutch
1: Nate. Hey guys, my name is Raul Vega. I am the showrunner for the Rose Drive
2: Podcast, a serialized audio drama coming out this summer. All social media at the Rose Drive Podcast. Uh, oh, and I also happen to work on the Man of Steel soundtrack... Uh, as a sample developer for Hans Zimmer. So, thank you guys for having me.
0: Just casually dropping that in. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. NBDs. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, absolutely. It. It's, it's, an it. it's an honor. Uh, so, yeah, you you actually worked or had a hand in, in the scoring of this film. And uh, I guess, uh, just right off the bat, do you want to kind of talk about that? or?
2: Sure. Um, so... My role at the studio, I've uh I've been working for Hans for about 5 years now and I'm part of a small team that uh makes digital instruments for him. So our job is to record uh live musicians, uh, instrumentalists, um even non-musicians banging on trash cans and train systems and all kinds of crazy kooky stuff and we Clean it up, the audio, edit it, and we get it all good to go, so that you can turn it into. Well, we turn it into software that then Hans can play um, on his keyboard. So um, uh, this is actually pretty exciting for me because Man of Steel was the first project I ever worked on. So this is like very personal to me. So it's actually kind of cool to be on here and um, get to talk to you guys about it. So uh, our our whole mission for this for this project was. Um, you know, helping him with his color palette of sounds. Uh, and that ranged from string instruments to, you know, guitars and then pedal steel guitars and massive percussive ensembles and, um, you know, pr- pretty much everything that you hear in there is a pretty solid blend of live orchestra, synthesis, and then our own uh, digital instrument creations we made.
1: That's crazy. That's, That's intense. intense. Is there... um <laughs> You you mentioned that there was like you know you use like banging on trash cans and such. Is there a difference in what you do versus like foley? Is are are you oh, a foley artist?
2: Yeah, very very cool question, man. Yeah, i i kind of i kind of blur the lines between sound designer and audio engineer and mm-hmm. um and techie. You know, it's kind of a very unique job in that. Uh, you just just like you said, you know, we do we do have instruments that are you know hans hans is a big fan of taking things that are not actual instruments and turning them into instruments because everything is a toy right everything is an instrument (laughs) so um you know whether it's it's for for i know this is a different movie but for the lone ranger we got to sample like an actual box car like a train box car because the whole film was about industrializing america so you know he's like Mm -hmm. what if we made a drum kit out of out of some rails and rail ties and spikes and chains and um, and that that was quite fun so um, it's just it kind of depends on what the mood is what the film is about um, but but for each project man we have a whole new sound palette that we like to work from um, that that he likes to work from so um, to answer your question it's it's not quite fully in the sense where we're like you know watching video and 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 you know making all these sounds it's more we are taking these sounds and finding a way to make them musical so
1: so way more interesting. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I don't know crazy. about
2: that. I don't know about that. But it is It yeah. is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. That's,
1: that's awesome.
0: A- yeah. And so what? Like, I mean, Man of Steel came out in 2013. But, I mean, you've probably been working. You were working on it probably years before it came out. So
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Definitely several months before it came out. Um, I think it was probably the summer before. Like, late summer 2012 was when we had of our first meetings about it um, and the cool things if you guys actually if you go to YouTube and you look up uh, the uh, any like behind the scenes on the soundtrack of Man of Steel there's a couple of videos that are up one that is the actual pedal steel sessions that we recorded um, sadly I was behind the camera so you can't see me but I swear I was there <laughs> uh, and that was that was that that was at, uh, that was at um, the Eastwood scoring stage um, at Warner Brothers but there's a whole like mini documentary where Hans and Zack Snyder are talking about kind of their concept of the sound of wanting to create the score. And Hans, of course, at this point, being very well known for for the Batman series, wanting to be as radically different from that as possible for Man of Steel. Um, you know, so he chose the most American sounding instrument, the pedal steel guitar. <laughs> and uh, <Yeah. laughs> and uh, and yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah we we were working on it um pretty far you know a a long ways before it even came out which just kind of goes to show you man like like there was a lot that was done to the film by the time i I think i think we had we had received it and uh you know this i understand now why it takes years to make things happen man because it's it spent quite a bit of time in post-production but it shows because the movie was phenomenal so
0: great well i believe awesome. we're all in agreement there <laughs> that's awesome uh well today on man of steel minute we're talking about minute number 121 um and the minute starts with the iconic kiss between lois lane and superman and then the minute ends with general zod holding up a handful of ashes which uh, it's gonna be a cool metal band name so write that one down <laughs> hand handful of ashes um before we go ahead and talk about the minute at hand, um, I want to go ahead and read off uh, a review that we got. Like We've been doing this thing where we read off five-star reviews off our iTunes. We only read the five-star ones. We've only been getting five-star ones. Whoa! Yeah. whoa. Hell yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, this one is titled, Great Way to Enjoy Man of Steel All Over Again. It's from Otten Sam. And it says, Man of Steel is a movie that is more rewarding the closer you look. So it's great to have this podcast going through the film in detail. Mark and Nate have good chemistry together. Aww. And they are brave enough to even have on guests who didn't necessarily love Man of Steel. They model respectful discourse, which is important. And I hope the podcast keeps going so that we can hear about Dawn of Justice. Yeah, me so too. That, nice. Yeah, me too. Uh, So, yeah, thanks, Sam, for that wonderful five-star review. I and if you guy. guys leave us a wonderful five-star review on iTunes, we will definitely read those out, and we love doing so. Um, But, yeah, do you guys have any uh, opening thoughts for minute number
1: 121? We a big old wet kiss. <laughs> I wrote it at its iconic as well, so, I mean, I, yeah. I'm still taking it seriously. Um, This is, I think, this is supposed to signify, like, the whole setting in stone, Lois and Clark, you know, uh, tone. To the movie. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it before, actually, when um, do we want to call it priorities switching. His, Cal's priorities are switching at this moment. You know, it used to be like all about like his mother and stuff like that. What we talked about, this movie is all about mothers. And then no, like, the now, next, the one next is. one's all about mothers. All right. Well, this one still, no matter what, um, like this is like, you know, his focus has been on his mother, you know, the follow my voice. It's an island kind of thing. Is this one of the, the moments that we can take away that it's going to be all about Lois now?
0: Who says it all has to be about one person? Me. Okay. I'm not saying
1: one person, but like, what, what are we talking about? We said, um, you know, we're, we're assuming the three different personas of of uh The way I see
0: it, the way I see it, so like it started with, you know, okay, so an alien crashes on the planet. Yeah. And like his parents are the only home that he knows. Cal el Cal el Yeah. So, I mean, Jonathan Kent, Martha Kent. Yeah, this is the only thing that he knows in, in the planet that is his home. And then Jonathan Kent dies, so it's only the mother now. Mm-hmm. Now, Mar- Martha Kent is the only home that he knows. Mm-hmm. But over time, Lois Lane joins in, and then, in my opinion, by the end of Donna Justice, the whole world is his home. Well, yeah. So know. as I'm saying, it's like a growing.
1: Aura. I guess I'm really kind of thinking it more on the on the lines of the 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 hum.
0: To the world. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like oh okay. he, like he's yeah. He's yeah.
1: he's always constantly following Lois, so it kind of switches. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just <laughs> crazy <laughs> playing favorites. Yeah. Either way, it's iconic nonetheless. Do you
0: have anything, Rao?
2: Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I was going to talk more about the that dialogue that Zod gives that like at the very end of that scene. Um...
0: Well, we're not there yet. Oh, are you we gonna jump there later? Like okay, so
2: we're we're focusing on the kiss right now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, yeah. we'll get um, into a little bit more. Okay, all right, cool.
0: Um, well, then I will get to my Zod comment later. Um... <laughs> Trust me, we're all <laughs> looking very forward oh, yeah. to uh, tomorrow's. <laughs> tomorrow's minute is probably one of the best minutes of all time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this one, this one's. Uh, so stay tuned. It's, yeah, it's a really good. Uh, This one's a really good iconic one as well, although I do think Tomorrow's Minute is way more iconic. Um, But, you know, I was thinking that although it's a really iconic moment, um, like, I almost kind of chuckled a little bit with how nervous Kyle looks kind of like going in for the kiss. I don't think I was like studying that part, but he's just kind of like, can I, do I go in now? It's like. So I kind of like that, and it really uh, it really helps the scene look as natural as possible, and not like fabricated. It wasn't just like, "All right, now you guys have to kiss because yeah. it's that part of the movie." So you don't do... think
1: it was like a classic Hollywood? Well, you have to. Kiss.
0: No, you have to have it, but they they do a nice job of making it seem natural. Like he was like, "Oh, did... I, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just enjoy that. Fair yeah, enough.
2: no, he 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 definitely kind of looked like. I don't. I don't want to say it was like his first kiss, but he de- yeah, definitely had that. It was just funny because you just like all the scenes up to this. You're like, God, look at this badass just like taking over stuff and like say. And then he comes to this very vulnerable moment where yeah. you just you see him. You see him not as an alien, but like as a human, right? Like for one, you kind of mm-hmm. see this this really human. Assorted of being like, oh my God, like here's a pretty girl, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not
1: like white knighting, so it's not like he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna oh, take right. a girl by the by the waist and you know, right, do a dip, yeah, whatever heroes like, do,
0: like that iconic World War Two photo, right? Yeah. Oh, in the street, the black, yeah. o- yep,
1: all right, with the with the with the sailors, yeah, say Sailor that one and the nurse, yeah, Something like
0: that. Um, she also has a Amy Adams also has a really Kind of subtle performance, and in, in the way that she, you know, she's been through this whole black hole situation singularity thing. She's like, even though it's like an iconic moment, uh, he's nervous, but then she's also still like shaking, like shook up from the whole situation, so right? It's pretty, I really enjoyed that as well. Um, but then it does cut back to the day, the Daily Planet crew, uh, and you get this big wide shot of kind of like the edge of. Where the Black Zero event stops, so you get like this row of debris and crushed cars, and you see them, but you also see some other people, and like that looks really cool because you can see that obviously the background is, is CGI. You got buildings that are modeled to look destroyed, but then like the foreground is them, but like these cars that are crushed and whatnot, very like they, those have to be like on a, in a studio, you know, right? Uh, they're they're yeah. <laughs> i just thought that was really cool to see like that much just like a a, a studio full of just crushed cars yeah exactly that's what you're saying (laughs) yeah i just thought that was really neat it was like you could see i mean i'm sure they shot that in like layers and then like added it so it looks like a bigger thing but at first it was just like wow it's a a lot of debris that they had to put in that studio Mm -hmm. so i don't know why i found that so interesting so
1: yeah we get some kiss comedy Get, we get, we get Not some... the band. What? Although I wish it was the band. There's a band There's called really, Kiss. We, no, yeah, no. <laughs> no, but um there you know, we get we get
0: the whole uh downhill kiss phrase, Yeah, she phrasing. says you know they say it's all downhill after the first kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh is that true? <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> is it,
1: is it supposed to
0: make the audience feel what's the point of adding this little joke you're supposed to break the tension it's too much right now is it it's supposed supposed to be a moment of of zen before you go into the next battle spoiler change your palate yeah (laughs) Yeah. palate 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 cleanser related to food i got it they're cleansing their own palates because i'll stop (laughs) (laughs) oh all right i get what you're going okay but no i was like is is that true is that because that sounds like such a this sounds like the worst thing you could say to anyone who just got into like a relationship or something it's like, like right say it's all downhill after first kiss it's like damn you really cursed yeah. that person's life
2: <laughs>
1: you yeah. know this ain't gonna last it's, right <laughs> yeah that's such a even when you're like kissing this you know Superman you like look around at this all this destruction and be like oh I guess it could also get worse <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's another thing yeah it could just yeah I mean worse. that's what that's supposed to mean like oh it's all downhill from here it's like yeah look what you just did to the city
0: could it get worse after that it's a tough question I would say so I didn't know I didn't know that he actually says something after that like this whole time this is the first time I've noticed he has a line after her thing and he says I'm pretty sure that only counts if you're kissing a human. You didn't know that was there? I didn't. I never heard that. Really? It was the first time. I've seen this movie so many times, and I've never heard that before. I was like, what? I didn't know that. This is it still supposed to be like, oh, ew,
1: he's an alien. That's right. I forgot. That's what it's supposed to be. Exactly That's what I said. What I was in the theater. It's exactly what they sound like.
0: <laughs> no. Um. Nah, I don't know. I just that's the first time I ever heard that, and I guess that uh, I don't know. I guess that's that's more humor. I think you know what people are probably already laughing from the first line that they probably don't <laughs> hear that one. <laughs> so that could be what it is. That happens often. I don't know. Um. But yeah. So you know, after after that line, then our attention is caught um, by a loud boom from in the distance, and it's a scout ship and. Uh, dust begins to to kind of cover where it is and like the the ground zero which is like the very level the area that they're standing in um and so i don't know if if uh do you do you actually like reference any of these uh scores or whatnot for the film do you ever reference them by the name or like how do you go about like uh like oh this is like what we worked on here or anything like because i know there's two separate tracks like if you look at the soundtrack itself Mm -hmm. uh the beginning of this minute starts with uh a sample from the the score i have so many questions uh but then the next one when this boom happens it begins uh the next piece which is called uh you die or i do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i didn't know like when when it comes to like a film like how do you go about like all right, we'll include a sample of this. Do you actually go by the name of it? or
2: So, so usually uh, what will happen is when you're, you're writing each um, – let me just explain the terminology just in case I sound like a, a, a jerk over here who's trying to sound all elitist. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, please, please do. So, so when you're looking at the soundtrack, the whole soundtrack is the score, and each individual piece of music is called a cue, like C-U-E. And I'm just saying that because if you hear me jump into that, for everybody listening, know that I'm not talking about a line when I say a cue. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I mean, the, I, look, what, what ends up in the final overall score is maybe, maybe a third at, at most of all written music. I mean, there, there are so many hours of music that do not... End up making it into the film for whatever reason, um, and you know, on the very small movies that I personally work on—not meaning not these movies—you know, like it's pretty, it's pretty contained. Like, okay, the film's ten minutes long. Pretty much everything that I write from this point to that point is going to be in it because that's it's it's pretty well contained. But on big projects like this, um, it's I, I, I don't it's things change much faster than you think. <laughs> Um, crazy yeah so so uh, i'm not actually i'm obviously not in the room writing with him <laughs> so I, I have no idea how how he ends up deciding you know which bit from which cue um makes it in the finished project to be honest I, d- I don't even know how much control that is on his end versus what happens at the end product if maybe they change something at the end after he's already written and moved on to the next project um but I, I i will say that as far as Hans's themes go you know, it's not just limited to just what you hear melodically. Rhythmically, he's very thematic. So you hear a lot of the... the bom, dun, 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 dun. Um, Which, you know, these were all kind of predetermined. They're very specific rhythmic patterns that he had set out before that he wanted to, um, to uh, you know, more or less stick with to keep that rhythmic percussive theme going underneath the you know melodic content you hear from the guitars and the horns and all that um so yeah i mean at the end of the day you're gonna have like you know a couple of cues that are gonna be have very different pieces of music in them and then you'll see a seed and you'll be like wait that sounds like a bit from this part and one from this part um and uh yeah, so I have no idea if I answered your question or not, but...
0: <laughs> no, I think, uh, yeah, because uh, even I was... I didn't know how to phrase my question either, but it sounds like you answered it. I was just thinking, like, how, I, my question really was, like, how did, how does it go from, like, composing the music and then fitting it into the scene? Because I, I can't imagine, like it's just as easy as watching what's been filmed and just being like okay so yeah this is how we like lay out this i can't just see it snapping together so easily i was just kind of like how does it go from what you're experimenting to then like a finished uh a cue and then like how does that snap into the film and then with because the film is also being edited but then so is the music and then they both have to like line together it's like how do you, How does that? How does that work? So yeah, no, I think that's...
2: it can it can get pretty heck And again, <laughs> r- realize this is me openly saying I am I am not in the room when he's writing. I haven't seen that aspect of. it. I can only talk on my own specific personal experiences when I've been writing music to to films. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, e- even when you keep getting updated versions of locked picture, right? Which more or less means it's completely edited. You're gonna write to this. Even adding one second can throw everything off, you know. So yeah, there's constant yeah. change. There is constant change that is going around, and it's you know one second affects the whole playground. You know, it's not like it's just it's it 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 truly can affect um, a lot of things. So um, it's it's a it's a roller coaster, man. I mean, and 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 even on our end when we're well, I mean we're just the guys who are so to speak mixing the paint, right? Like we get the mm-hmm. paint to mix it, so yeah. Hans can. Then you know, painted on his canvas. Um, but but even things change for us, you say, All right, we did all this, now we're going in an entirely new direction for this scene. Or hey, I need this for just these like 10 seconds, and it'll be like two weeks of work. You know, it's 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 insane,
0: it is insane. And then it could all change up like the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It could be used,
2: (laughs) It it may not be used, you know. And um, you know, it's just it's just kind of how the industry works, man. I mean, it's just. It's very, it's very, uh, it's very finicky. It doesn't like to stay tied <laughs> down to one day, you know, so. Keeps you Keeps on, on your, your toes, toes, toes for,
0: sure, for sure, I bet. Always, but always, yeah. That's crazy. No, that that's, that's great stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, but did you guys, uh, do you guys have anything, Nate? Did you have anything?
1: No. How do you feel about, um, def- I've been, No. oh no, that was for my, that's my question for the next minute. Uh, I, <laughs> I, we got him cool. I like the floating over where like he kind of. You know, that's just, I, I don't know, it it always reminds me of... A more uh, advanced Superman, like... Uh, yeah, more... that's just, like, a power that, like, it's its some, not even a power. It's just, yeah. like, that e- easily flight levitation where it's, like, like, duh, you'd be using that.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? To explain what's going on to our listeners, so right now there was a boom from the scout ship, and there's dust that begins to kind of blanket the ground zero. Superman leaves Lois, and instead of just walking over, he, like, hovers like and just hovers over to where the scout ship is and it seems like a very like it's just natural looking. more in control yeah. superman like yeah totally yeah just a very almost kind of even just seeing him hover is almost a little bit like intimidating right
1: absolutely Are you <laughs> kidding me
0: yeah um but then he, he we w- when like the dust kind of settles and he kind of makes his way over the scout ship we see general zod and he's on his knees uh in a very kind of defeated pose um and we get this beautiful wide shot this a shot of Kal-El on the left side of the screen mm-hmm. and general zod on his knees on the on the right um and then in the in the background it's just this ruined metropolis and it's really cool. Because when the scene starts where that shot starts uh you see Kalel hovering and zod yeah. on his knees and it's a very Kind of like 50 seconds yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really great. really powerful kind of almost role reversal of like almost like superman looks like the the god yeah it's Con- it's very yeah. symbolic
2: isn't it yeah yeah because you, you have zod just there like on his knees like just in complete defeat and then you have this yeah. levitating you know god right triumphant that's, yeah exactly yeah. that's that's flying you know and I don't know that that shot seemed very intentional to me. That that also kind of stood out to me. I was like, "Wow, this is this is deep." <laughs> I love it when the,
1: I, I just love it when they're referenced as gods. It's
0: just oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I
2: mean he
1: is right? even all of them. Even like the entire league itself. Like it's
0: just a good. It fits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gods among men. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> theme. Great
1: theme. That's what I like my that's where I like my comics to be.
0: <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, that's all I got. For that's this minute. yeah, I mean... that's all
0: I got too. Rao, wow, did you get anything uh, for this minute?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, mostly obviously, my ear is kind of more directed at the music, right? Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, of course. Yeah, no. Um, Lois and and Cal's theme, their their kind of like love theme was is very 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 much intertwined with with his own kind of like Kansas growing up theme. Um, and it's very it's you know it doesn't you don't get hit over the head with it like like in a lot of movies in the 90s did we're like oh here's carl here's carl's theme carl's walking down the street yeah. so we're listening to carl like oh now carl's sad we're gonna play this in a minor you know what i mean like yeah yeah um, of and i think what's kind of cool is you you hear bits of it during this whole scene especially during the kiss without it being so you know, dramatic and like, all right, guys. Now we're watching them kiss, so we're gonna play their little kiss theme on the piano.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but then slowly transition into, you know, what what we get into. Um, well, that's obviously getting into the next minute for tomorrow, so I'll hold off on that comment. But uh, <laughs> no, I think I think visually, it, I mean, this this was just. I think this scene particularly, like, it gives you. A very, very, very brief moment of, for lack of a better word, peace. Because I feel like up until this point, you haven't been able to really breathe for the past several minutes. Yeah. So you get yeah. here and you get this moment where you're like, "Okay, I can kind of catch my breath," and then we move on to the next scene where it's like,
1: "Okay, oh, <laughs> better get
2: back yeah. on that yeah. treadmill."
0: Absolutely, good transitions. And like the what plays behind Lois and and Clark's like moment it also kind of like uh, like supports what's going on in the rest of the place because it does have a sense of like yeah it's it's a it's a, it's a moment of serenity but there's also like some sadness to it in the fact that like look at what everyone has just yeah. suffered through and and I feel like it also adds to that as well so it does a nice job of uh kind of highlighting both both uh scenarios
2: mm-hmm. well and that's that's, that's the so. thing that's the thing about you know when you have you know these heroic themes there, there has to be tragedy in it right I mean there's got to be at least Absolutely. a little bit and when you have a film like this in this scene yes like you, you, you're sitting there kind of like and maybe this kind of goes back to that kind of like cheat cheesy little line really like you see it goes downhill after all the it's probably trying to lighten up the mood given everything like they're they're literally in a pile of destruction and like <laughs> yeah. as as sweet as this scene is with the two of them, because you get to see them bond, it's like, you know, they're 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 on a graveyard, you know, like a massive, massive graveyard. In the of the so, city. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, having kind of those both blend together in a way that isn't overpowering one way or the other, I think was uh, pretty cool. Both you know, audio, music, dialogue, sound effects, and definitely um, what you see on screen is just pretty. Uh, it's It definitely keeps you in the world.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. All righty. I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. Uh, definitely check out. Um, what was it that you got going on on your side again, Raul?
2: So it's uh, Rose Drive, uh, Rose Drive podcast. It's a serialized audio drama. We have several teasers out on SoundCloud. We don't have an RSS feed yet, so... Um, all the information you can find is on Twitter, Facebook, all at Rose Drive or Rose Drive Podcast, some variation of it. You'll see it. Um, but uh, it's it's a fictional, uh, uh, serialized story. Uh, we've got professional actors on it. I'm doing everything I can to do the audio and editing and composition and stuff. Um, but it's going to be a pretty, pretty fun adventure. We got, we got a little bit of a following so far, so... Um, yeah, definitely definitely stay up to date with it cuz we're we're hoping to we're hoping to bring the Netflix experience to you only with, you know, you are able to come up with the visuals for the story instead of just, you know, watching them on screen. So,
0: yeah. Cool cool. Solid. Awesome. All righty, definitely check that out. Uh, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and also twooldmedia.com and we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.